Hello and welcome to our favorite time of the week. It's Tuesday. It's 7 p.m. So what does that mean? It's time for the Talk That Talk show with Barry Holmes. Hey, that's me. And, you know, I'm just really happy to update everyone that the show that we have, that we've started, it's, you know, it's really grown and really taken flight. I know in the past episodes I've said that, you know, I'm surprised and I'm really, you know, grateful. But, you know, at this point in time, you know, we have cemented our feet here with this podcast and I'm not going anywhere. This is my time from 7 p.m. to 7.30. So really it's just a, it's just really is on me to keep this consistency up and going. Um, I'm working really hard to get the best content out there to give us uh, the, the most up-to-date sports news. I'm doing the best that I can to become a better podcaster with each episode. Um, and, and really, we just have a show here that is made by the people for the people. Um, when you talk about talking that talk, for those people that haven't listened to our uh, earlier episodes, when you're talking that talk, you're really, you know, embodying what you're representing on an everyday basis, okay? So if you're saying that you're going to do something, then you better do it. Because if not, then you're not talking that talk. And that's what everything on this show is about, is really just delivering us uh, those sports news and, you know, just delivering you my sports opinion. Every time on Tuesday from 7 p.m., you are guaranteed to hear me talk that talk. And, you know, I'm really excited here to continue to keep going each week and just to, to bring you guys the best of me. Um, talk that talk. Hey, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, our Facebook live stream has gotten to over 1,300, I mean, 13, thir- yeah, 1,300 views and plays. So we're at 1,336 views on our Facebook live stream. So I'm very blessed to have a lot of my, you know, friends supporting this mission and, you know, viewing and turning in, tuning in. Uh, shout out to Reese for for looking in, and shout out to my boy Alex Balonis that's always tuning in. Um, for those of us that aren't watching on the Facebook live stream, you can always catch our episodes at Google Podcasts, on Spotify, iTunes, and then at the start it will always be uh, uploaded to Buzzsprout first. Um, you know, we're streaming in 38 different countries, and you know, this is this is what it is right now. Um, we are, the, I was really happy to see, uh, my boy Kevin Schaefer, shout out to him. He had a really nice, uh, Instagram post that he had said that, um, you know, talk that talk show is, is the new movement. It's the new wave in sports. And that's what I truly, you know, hope to bring is a new wave. I know, you know, we, I have no knock on Stephen A. I have no knock on these guys on ESPN that, you know, continue to deliver us. And I, I watch them too. But I'm a, I'm a new wave, you know, I'm, I'm a different place. And I think when you come in and tune in each week, you're going to know that I'm not talking just, you know, with biased opinions. I'm going to come with facts and I'm just going to deliver to you my sports opinions. So, you know, for all of our new listeners out there, I just want to continue to uh, thank you for, you know, tuning in and just, you know, trying something different with my show. Um, to our regular viewers and subscribers, thank you for listening as always. And I'm just going to give you my best version of myself. So we're going to get, you know, started with this Talk That Talk show. We're on to episode eight. And, you know, I got to start off with my Mets as always. Um, to give you our update, we are, we've lost four of our last six games. Um, we did have a win over Philadelphia last night, five to one. But the one thing that a lot of people are talking about 
Um, and it has it wasn't the win that the Mets had, but really what a lot of people have been talking about was this Bryce Harper getting tossed for arguing balls and strikes. Um, I, I've always had a, a problem with players that are in the major leagues that um, you know continue to argue about balls and strikes and show up to umpires because at the end of the day, you're going to have to see that umpire again. Um, one of my favorite viral videos is uh, so he has to be some guy from New York, but he says, uh, keep that same energy because you're going to have to see me at the window. I know you know what I'm talking about, but um, I-, I think that same applies to when these uh, MLB hitters try to show up these umpires because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are deciding your fate, whether that's that corner, you know, strike fastball that's, you know, on the borderline. Uh, and if you continue to show these guys up slamming bats, throwing them, uh, yelling in their face, it's only going to make your job as a hitter that much harder because that umpire is not on your side. And I feel like Bryce Harper, you know, he just has this sense of entitlement or um, how we've all do- dubbed him as this, you know, great bringer backer of baseball. So I think that, you know, in a way he feels entitled and that's what, you know, kind of makes him that not too likable guy. Um, when you're going out showing up the umpire and, you know, feeling like you're better than everybody else, you know, calling the Mets fans that you, that you hate them or you don't like them. Um, it just makes this guy a real tough guy to like. So, um, I think that with Bryce Harper getting thrown out, it also hurt that Philadelphia team because they just weren't able to come back. Um, the Mets, we did a great job of, you know, winning and securing that game, but, you know, the headlines are Jake Arrieta blasting that Philadelphia team for coming out flat out of the rain delay. And, you know, you like to have your players holding other people accountable on their team, especially when it's a veteran like Jake Arietta. But, you know, I also, when I was doing, uh, when I was at the gym, I was at LA Fitness this morning, I saw that Andrew McCutcheon had taken responsibility for that. And he said, hey, that's on me. And I think that's what's really what makes this Philadelphia team dangerous. I don't think it's, you know, too much of the talent that they have. It really is the leadership. Because when you look at that, you know, Philadelphia team back in the day that went to the World Series where they had Chase Utley and Ryan Howard, they had that fostered, you know, um, tradition of winning, and they had that mentality and that professionalism. And I think that that's what Andrew McCutcheon tried to do there by taking responsibility for the team coming out flat. But, um, you know, when I look at this Mets team, you know, and their opponent in the Philadelphia um, Phillies, the Mets really just have to do a better job of pitching. You know, our team ERA is at 5.45, which is downright disgusting. Um, You know, you had Mats who couldn't even get a batter out in uh, one of his last starts. He actually did better in his last start, which was uh, yesterday. But, you know, the key for the Mets is we got to just do a better job of of pitching because if you have, you know, performances out of Pete Alonzo who he's giving you hits, RBIs, and, you know, you have the people behind him like Jeff McNeil who are stepping up, uh, you just can't, you can't waste that, that great batting. So, you know, one of the good things that I have to report is that the MRI came back on DeGrom and it was clean, um, you know, whatever elbow or shoulder soreness that he had, you know, it should be light. Um, one of the things I read that he could potentially start Friday against Milwaukee. Um, and I think that's a great, you know, test for him on Friday because after you, you know, won the Cy Young, you had these two great starts, 
And now you're coming into a stretch where you've had some difficult starts and you got knocked around. I think he gave up, what, over five home runs in that span. So, you know, to come to come out against Milwaukee, who has the leading home run getter in uh, Christian Yelich, it's going to be extremely difficult for Jacob deGrom to come out there. But I think that that's going to be a good thing for him because if you have a situation where you've had a little bit of confidence issues and, you know, you're, in, you're a little bit injured or so, you want to come out against a good quality opponent. And I think Milwaukee will be a great test for him. So, you know, look for Jacob deGrom to really push past this little setback. And I think he's going to bounce back. And, you know, Jacob deGrom sets the tone for the rest of these pitchers. So when they know that they have that starter who's out there performing well, it only helps the rest of our staff and Noah Syndergaard and Steven Matz and Zach Wheeler. So, Let's uh let's see how the Mets are gonna go. Um, they're playing Philadelphia today in New York. Um, I really look for the the Mets to take this next game here and you know take these first two against Philadelphia in the home series and ho- hopefully that'll carry some momentum into the next series for them. So you know let's be on the lookout for the Mets. Um, one of the the things that you know I've really been happy to also observe and what that makes me happy for this time is the NHL playoffs. Um, A lot of people, you know, who know me and know me well, they know that I really, really do enjoy hockey. Um, I was at the bar with my girlfriend yesterday, and we were watching the Caps game. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about was just how exciting that the NHL playoffs are. Um, You know, you have a situation where the two top number one seeds – in Ottawa and Tampa Bay are both out of the playoffs. Um, you know, you have your front runners and the Penguins every year who they got swept. Um, you got the Lightning who are the number one team and they got swept. And I think that, you know, the, the bottom line with the NHL playoffs is, is the fact that it's just a totally different game from any of the other sports that we watch on a daily basis. And I talked to the security guard at one of my schools before I left for break And, you know, I I really wanted to get the perspective from somebody who maybe watches NHL a little bit more thoroughly than I do. And I just asked him, I said, you know, how is Tampa Bay able to get swept? And he told him, Barry, you know, hockey is all about streaks. It's all about runs. They were just hot at the right time. So when I look at these, you know, teams and I look at, you know, the NHL playoffs, um, you have three games, um, three games that are going into game sevens. Um... And then you have one in Carolina who is going into a, their game seven against Washington. So you have <laughs> you have these 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 uh game seven games that really make the NHL as awesome and exciting as it is. Um if you look at the NBA playoffs, we only had a couple, you know, game sevens that might come up. Uh but as of right now, there hasn't been one. So I think when you look at the NHL playoffs as a whole, just the fact that they're able to have Game 7s, and then you have all of the wild card teams like Colorado, Dallas, Columbus, and then Carolina who has their Game 7 against Washington, it just shows you that you know anything can happen. All right. So if you have these wild card teams that are advancing past number one seeds, you know you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you got Toronto versus Boston at 7 o'clock today, which is going to be a great game. Then you also has Vegas against San Jose and the Shark Tank at 10 o'clock. So these are going to be two Game 7 games that 
are really going to be exciting to watch. So if you have not watched NHL or you haven't, you know, even thought of it, I challenge you to check out one of these two Game 7 games and just see how exciting the NHL is because I promise you the excitement level is there as far as the hits. I went to a playoff game last year with the Devils against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it was one of the most exciting things that I'd ever been to in my life. It was actually the only it was the second playoff game that I'd ever been to. I went to the Mets ones, uh Mets versus Cubs with my father, and then I actually went to this Devils versus Lightning game by myself. And just to be in there with the energy and the atmosphere, uh, to see how, you know, each goal, you know, was just it, it just the tension, you could feel it. And that's something that, you know, with NBA playoffs, you kind of see that in the fourth quarter. When it comes to the Major League Baseball, you kind of get that in the later innings. But, you know, every single second, it seems like is you're just on pins and needles when you watch the NHL playoffs. So, you know, for people out there, I challenge you to go watch the NHL playoffs because it is exciting. And going from one playoff to the next, I kind of want to go into a little bit about what I did not like when I saw in the NBA playoffs and that starts with Joel Embiid. And why why am I not surprised that I'm talking about a Philadelphia guy? But, um, you know, we, we kind of have a couple infractions here in in Barry's code that, you know, kind of doesn't put Embiid on my favorite side. Um, the first thing, you know, he was playing a little bit questionably dirty against Brooklyn. I'll give him, you know, the one foul. Okay, you're playing hard. But... You know, when you stand and point at a guy, whether you're saying you didn't do anything or not, that's generally not positive behavior, okay? So you don't want to just point at a guy when he's on the floor after you've questionably whacked him. Then, when he does that, that foul kind of, like, led to the scuffle, and we all know about the Jared Dudley and um, Ben Simmons exchange back and forth. But... You know, Joel Embiid, when, when Jared Dudley went up to him and to go to this altercation, you know, Embiid did the right thing in putting his hands up saying, I'm not involved, I'm not trying to do anything. But then, being the agitator that Joel Embiid is, instead of walking away from the altercation, he goes with his hands up, continuing to walk towards the fight. All right? So what I'm saying is, if this guy is trying to stop or if he's not trying to be that agitator by putting his hands up why are you then going towards the fight you know it, it kind of speaks to his like in between whether he wants to be a tough guy or just wants to be the guy that wants to fight you on his terms you know he isn't a thug though that's the thing and when the b goes in and he calls jared D- dudley a nobody um that just shows to me pure and blatant disrespect to your opponent and that's just not something that Jordan did. That's not something that LeBron does. And if, if there's, a, there's a big difference between being a winner and then being a champion. And I think that Embiid for right now, he, he's been a winner. But for him to take that next step in being the so-and-so-called face of the NBA, you know, you, you got to do a better job of just respecting your opponent and just kind of acting like you've been there. All right. I mean, I, I hate to say the same theme with Philadelphia people, but, you know, when you haven't been there, it's hard to accept and to, to, to uh, sustain that when you haven't been there. And for Embiid to go around self-proclaiming himself as the best 
player in the NBA. Um, he's going up and telling people that, you know, in the press conferences, he doesn't want to end up like the Warriors. It, it, it kind of, you know, downplays just his success in general. You know, it's like, why is it that you want to go and attack the Warriors when you're talking about your play and your team in general? So, you know, the blatant disrespect and, you know, just his overall attitude, he's going to have to do a better job in changing that because with Joel Embiid, he has such a bright future. And I don't want, you know, anything to detract away from his likability because when you looked at that Brooklyn and Philadelphia 76ers game, he was absolutely unstoppable. And, you know, he really will be a force in these next up-and-coming years. But it's up to him to kind of, you know, fix that attitude or fix, you know, what it is that is stopping him from knowing that you can't do that, man. So for my message to Embiid, you got to get some maturity, brother, and you got to get a little bit of humility because you can't just go around calling people nobodies because Jared Dudley has spent 10-plus years in the NBA, and, and that's not easy to do. So when you continue to disrespect people, you're going to go and poke the bear, and you're going to get people that they are going to come out trying to knock your block off, man. So, you know, to Embiid... Get some humility, brother, please. Um, we're going to go a little bit more into the NBA playoffs here. And, you know, starting off with the Celtics, you know, they they did what everybody thought that they were going to do when they pulled off this 4-0 sweep of Indiana. Um, that really kind of was something that we all thought about uh, that was going to happen. You know, Ky- playoff Kyrie is, is a complete different beast. So, you know, when you look at, you know, the Celtics, you know, we're not really looking at that 4-0 sweep as, and celebrating that. We're looking at the next step that they have to do. And when you look at their next opponent in the Milwaukee Bucks, um, Giannis, is, he is the real deal. And I, I may have, you know, fought, and I still to this day think that, you know, James Harden is the MVP. But, you know, Giannis makes a very good, you know, statement for himself because, you know, and when I look at the the Bucks, you know, the first thing that you have to think about is who is going to stop Giannis, because you know Giannis is going around dunking on everybody. He's bringing the ball up, and you know it's really going to be difficult for the Celtics, who have a, a deep team in itself, with you know their you know Jalen Brown, um, you know Al Horford. They're really going to have to call on you know Al Horford to try and stop Giannis, and I know that that seems laughable, but um, there has to be some sort of game plan that's set in place to just try and make Giannis uncomfortable. Because if they don't do that, I think the Bucks can you know move on to the next round, past playoff Kyrie, and you know really see what they can do in that Eastern Conference Finals. So you know Celtics are going to have to try and find a way to stop Giannis. Um, the next one that I have here is Toronto is 3-1 over Orlando. Um, I said Orlando can win two games in this series. They've only won one. Uh, Toronto's won the last three. Um, I see this as a closeout game for Toronto. Um, you can't really put enough value or put enough stake in, you know, how, how much better that Kawhi Leonard has made this team. Um, he really makes the Toronto Raptors a, a true contender. And I think that he is going to deliver them the redemption that they're looking for here in the playoffs. Um, It just is a matter of, you know, 
getting past, you know, Orlando and then setting themselves up for probably the matchup against Philadelphia. Um, Philly's up 3-1 over Brooklyn, and we've already talked about, you know, the little bit of things that we have with Embiid and, you know, the issues with, you know, Ben Simmons and Jared Dudley. But this series has been chippy. It's been in a, it's the the um even though Philadelphia is up three one this series is a lot closer than what the three one says and I said it before in the last series uh I mean in the last episode that you know this series isn't you know so much as far as you know Brooklyn losing or eventually who are who are going to lose but it's more about you know what Brooklyn looks like in the future and if they can you know kind of make a claim to some of these free agents that, hey, we have a solid team here. We just need you to come to make us better. And, you know, without a superstar, you know, Brooklyn Brooklyn is not going to beat the Sixers. I'm sorry, Jeff, but, um, you know, the Sixers are going to move on. And the, I, I just don't see the Sixers, you know, beating Toronto in the next round because, you know, playoff Kawhi Leonard, when healthy is, you know, as, as dominant as any player in the NBA, just ask the Golden State Warriors um, when Kawhi was on the Spurs before he got hurt that year because he was absolutely filleting and sautéing the Warriors. So, you know, as long as Kawhi can stay healthy, um, I know that a lot of people have issues with uh, playoff Kyle Lowry who had a game where he didn't even put up a point. But I think Pascal Siakam and the play of Fred Van Fleet can kind of like, you know, help to overcome the the instability that you have with playoff Kyle Lowry. So, you know, I really look for Toronto to, to step ahead of the 76ers. And, you know, if they can do that, I think that that Eastern Conference Finals matchup potentially of the Bucks and Toronto is going to be the thing that everybody wants to see. So let's let's hope those teams do what they're supposed to. Uh, moving on to the West, we have the Warriors who are up three one over the Clippers. Um, the Clippers they got their one win in there. You know, um, we'll give them their acclaim there for you know being you know having the biggest comeback in NBA playoff history, being down thirty points plus. But you know this is the Golden State Warriors uh, conference in the Western Conference, and you know the Clippers are just outmatched. So. I'm looking for Golden State to just march on, and they just have to stay healthy. I know they've lost DeMarcus Cousins already, so they just need to keep as many of their you know key pieces as possible so that they can make a, a, a long run here in the playoffs. Um, the next one we have is Denver, who's tied up 2-2 against the Spurs. I think the, the longer that this series goes on, the longer it plays into San Antonio's favor. Um, you know, they're well-coached in Greg Popovich, um, you got this guy Derek White who came out of nowhere, who's been playing very great basketball for the Spurs, and you know the San Antonio is going to have to win, uh, you know, the next two out of three games potentially on the road if they don't win their home game. But you know, I think that the Spurs have a great chance in trying to knock off Denver because they've already, you know, went to five games now, so we're good. Um, I think that Portland being 3-1 over OKC, this is really Damian Lillard's time. This is really Damian Lillard's time. Um, He's been playing fantastic basketball for Portland. Um, They've been playing great. And when you look at Portland over OKC, I see that, you know, Russell Westbrook, he may be a great triple-double machine, but, 
you know, as far as his leadership and getting a team far into the playoffs, I think you really have to question that. Um, he hasn't had much success after Kevin Durant leaving. So with Portland up 3-1, if they move on to the next round, I really think that you're going to start to see people question Russell Westbrook a lot more. Um, but Damian Lillard is, is, is you know, pushing this playoff train for Portland. So I look for them to go on to the next round. Um, Houston is up 3-1 over the Jazz. And Donovan Mitchell, he gave a very spirited effort. If you don't know who Donovan Mitchell is, please go check out the playoffs here. I think they play tomorrow. Um, this guy out of Louisville is 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 a stud, man. They call him they call him Spider. Um, he, he had a, a terrific dunk in an alley oop dunk uh, yesterday. Um, this is gonna be Houston to move on to the next round, but you know, like Kyle Korver said in that post game interview, Donovan Mitchell is gonna be a very special player. Um, the Jazz aren't going to move on to the next round, but you really have to look and see where this team is going and moving forward with Donovan Mitchell because he makes this team a dangerous team. But, you know, going up against the Houston Rockets, the Jazz are just outmatched. Um, Joe Ingles is not going to cut it for you in the playoffs, you know, combined with uh, Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, I really look for Houston to move on to the next round. And this next round uh, with, you know, the Rockets and the Warriors having the matchup, I think that's the matchup that everybody wants to see. Um, that should be the Western Conference Finals um, matchup. But the thing is, with the Rockets and the Warriors, this is going to be the matchup that I think that whoever wins this is going to come out of the Western Conference and then be in the NBA Finals. So please watch this matchup with the Rockets and the Warriors. I think that I'm going to have the Rockets, but... Um, you know, I know everybody's going to give me slack for this because, you know, the Warriors are such a great team, but, um, the Rockets with James Harden as your potential MVP, I just don't see how you can go against the Rockets because James Harden and Chris Paul is one of the best backcourts in the NBA. And when you have the Warriors who kind of, are a little bit faltering a little bit as far as, you know, their team cohesion and, you know, dropping a game to the Clippers. Um, I think they're a little vulnerable here. So look for Houston to try and, you know, take them out in the next round because this is going to be the matchup to watch. I'm stepping out on a limb by taking the Rockets, but you heard it first. I think they're going to take out the Warriors in the next round. And then finally, I, I think I'm sure, man. I think I'm sure Houston is going to be uh, – they're a tough team to beat. And, you know, they just, you know, top to bottom, they're starting to click on all cylinders. Kind of like what I was talking about with the NHL playoffs. This is the thing about runs. And I think that, you know, Houston is ready to make their run here. And, you know, wrapping it up here, we're going to, you know, move into – on Thursday – we have the NFL draft. I know that a lot of people are excited about that. A lot of teams and a lot of people think that, you know, they're going to get a lot better here with the NFL draft. So, you know, this is something that you that's really exciting and, and something that everybody is looking forward to. Um, every team is going to assess their needs. You're going to have a lot of trades that might happen. So if you are a fan of the NFL, please tune in on Thursday because the NFL draft is going to be there. Um, I think that, you know, one of the questions I keep hearing is, are the Giants going to draft a quarterback? 
And, you know, I think that with Rashawn Gary from Michigan, the defensive end, a lot of people had the Giants taking him. But, you know, his stock has been falling from a potential um, shoulder injury that has arised. So, you know, as that, you know, kind of takes away from Rashawn Gary's draft stock, I think it's more believable that the Giants will go in the direction of taking a quarterback. Um, I think that Dwayne Haskins is going to be the best option for them as an accurate quarterback um, and somebody that's going to help the Giants, you know, further on past Eli Manning. Um, so I think, you know, you can really start to look and see that this will be the year the Giants look for an option beyond Eli Manning. So, you know, look for them to take Dwayne Haskins with, you know, Rashawn Gary's draft stock going down. Um, and then one of the things that I've seen a lot is, is that Kyler Murray, they think is going to be the number one quarterback in the draft overall. Um, I think what does this mean, you know, for Josh Rosen, who was selected for Arizona last year? Um, you know, Kyler Murray being a quarterback that's under six feet. But, you know, with the game, the NFL game changing, I don't see why not you can't get a guy in Kyler Murray. You know, who's come from the same pedigree as Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. So, and you see how he's doing for Cleveland. He's actually making them contenders. So, for, you know, looking, you know, moving forward, I don't see that the, the Cardinals have to trade Josh Rosen. I think that, you know, with you know, the amount of physicality that's in the NFL, there's no problem in keeping these two quarterbacks. Um, but, you know, the future is bright in Arizona behind, you know, under center if they do get Kyler Murray. Um, my pick, who I'm really excited for and who I want to see that is going to do well in the NFL and who's where he's going to get drafted, is that guy DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. Um, I think that, you know, with his physical frame at the wide receiver position, He's going to be somebody that, you know, everybody is going to wish that they had on their team. So that's going to be my sleeper pick as far as, you know, this NFL draft that's coming up. So, you know, tune in if you're an NFL fan on Thursday because it's going to be start for, you know, a great NFL season to see, you know, what these teams are going to draft. And, you know, that about does it for our show here. Um, you know, we it's crazy to see, you know, just how – fast the time flies um when i first started you know podcasting i was always worried about damn you know how, how am i going to be able to talk for 30 minutes or how am i be able to get through this and uh you know when am i going to have dead time but you know as you have a, a good product and as you put the time and effort in to being prepared you start to see that it becomes easier and easier with each episode and, you know, you can kind of take that, you know, past just thinking about podcasting, but just in life in general, if you continue to prepare and you continue to get better at your craft or whatever thing that you're trying to do, it's going to become easier and easier as time goes on. And you're going to see that you're going to get better in the things that you're putting forth effort. So church, church. with this episode right here, um, it really speaks to the progression that we've had both with our equipment you know, with, you know, the content and just as far as the viewership, um, this show would be nothing without our viewers. So I just want to thank everybody out there who's, you know, consistently watching and tuning in. I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy, Brian Olson. He used to make the best jungle juice in college. Shout out to him. Shout out to Jackson Street. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy, Kevin Rosa, who's always tuning in. Shout out to Big Boza. 
And then I also want to shout out my boy Abe Gulama. Um, he was really happy that I got my LA Fitness membership back. So definitely gonna be uh, playing a lot of basketball in these days to come. So you know, thank you to all our listeners. Um, want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, big big shout out to VW Liquors located in Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. We always do this for Dave at the end of the show. Let's go Mets! Let's go Mets! We always do that for Dave. So shout out to Dave at VW Liquors. We always have our ceremonial beer at the end of the show. So any type of beer, liquor, wine that you like, go over to VW Liquors and get yourself a nice bottle, okay? Our next sponsor we want to give a shout-out to is Executive Bar and Restaurant, located at 30 Menu Street in Carteret, New Jersey. Um, This is one of our favorite, favorite places to go to as far as Indian food and just strong drinks in general. Um, You know, I've bartended there. Um, I'm going to be doing a private party there for Big Daddy Kane in mid-May. If you want to get your good drinks, you want to get some good Indian food, go check them out. They have the best food. So, And then we're going to go into our last sponsor here. Shout out to Cody Bromley and 91s.com. Um, man, this guy has an excellent, excellent clothing line right now. Nice apparel, acid wash things. He's got um, different, you know, teams and, you know, just different designs. And you always want to support, you know, local businesses or local guys that are doing the right things for the right reasons. Um, he's always tunes into my show and checks me out. So I want to show that same positivity. And I'm telling y'all to go to his website. The, the code is ACID20. You get 20% off anything and everything in that store. And... You know, that about does it for our show here. I got the Mets game on right now. It's uh, it's tied up 0-0. We got Zach Wheeler on the mound. Let's hope we can get a quality start out of him. And, you know, I'm going to get started with the rest of my Tuesday night. Um, You have a lot to choose from. Check out some of the NHL playoffs. There's two Game 7s on tonight. Um, You can check out some of the NBA playoffs. We got two closeout games tonight. And, you know, of course, if you're a baseball fan, check out the Mets and Yankees, all right? I'm Barry Holmes. This is my Talk That Talk show. Tune in every 7 o'clock. Tuesday, 7 o'clock is my time. Thank you all again, and see you next week.